0: Welcome to the New Books Network.
1: What makes a person want to become a terrorist? Who becomes involved in terrorism and why? And how can people become de-radicalized? Welcome to the Van Leer Institute Series on Ideas. I'm Renee Garfinkel. I'm honored to welcome today's guest, John Horgan, Distinguished University Professor in the Department of Psychology, at Georgia State University and author of the new book, Terrorist Minds, The Psychology of Violent Extremism from Al-Qaeda to the Far Right. John Horgan, welcome to the podcast. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Renee. John, your book is certainly timely. uh, Having been published just as an army of terrorists, Hamas, invaded Israel to commit unspeakable acts against women, men, children, and old people. This is the time for your research. So tell me, how has the field of terrorism research changed since you began working on the subject 25 years ago?
0: Oh gosh, Um, it certainly has changed. Uh, I remember when I started properly doing terrorism research it was around about 1996 1997 and in, in some ways it was a great time to do research on terrorism because there were there was just so there were so few scholars doing serious sustained work on these issues it became really easy to know who everybody was so 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 building a network learning about who was doing what and where and how and why etc um was 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 easy to do at the time. There were only, uh, I think there were only two professional academic journals that were publishing the research that was, that was coming out. So it was, it was a a very niche subject. Um, um, but it was, it was also a very, uh, good time to, 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 get into this from, from, from my perspective, at least I remember, um, from, (laughs) from my, my mentors and colleagues um, at the time—they were looking at me, thinking, "Well, this is this is a strange area for a psychologist to be interested in." You know, I think there was an assumption that this is the kind of thing that—that's the domain of of political scientists. Therefore, why is a psychologist would you be interested in political terrorism and and violent extremism and that kind of a thing? Um, so, you know, it's it's fun to think back to. To my time as a as a graduate student doing my PhD on terrorism, learning about research, learning about all of these different groups, and and getting into terrorism research today is is I think a very daunting prospect for just about anyone. Um, I I run a small lab here at Georgia State University, and I have a, a bunch of PhD students, and and it's overwhelming. You know we have. So many people now doing research on terrorism, we have so many different types of researchers doing work on different types of terrorism, and it has become almost impossible to keep up with the work that is coming out on terrorism and terrorists. And, and, and I say, I, I, I really mean it when I say that it's, it's, it's almost impossible to keep up with it, let alone um, absorb and integrate and think about it. So, so it really is an area that has, um, if you'll pardon the expression, it has truly exploded um, over the past 20 years.
1: And I'm guessing it's not just that there are more researchers and more research being done, but there are also more and varied kinds of terrorism it's for it's sure. A, yeah, for
0: sure. And I, you know, you, 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 you already know this um, um, as, as well as anybody, That one of the defining features of terrorism is that it is, it is always changing. It is always evolving. There are always new types of terrorism. It, it morphs and evolves and changes in, 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 in metastasizes in different sorts of ways. And, um, I think there is a sense today in which, uh, and, and maybe this was always the case. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure I have that perspective yet, but but certainly today, ironically, um, it has become even harder to figure out exactly what is terrorism and what isn't. You know, it's one of those words that is consistently overused and it's used in very hypocritical and inconsistent ways. So, so it can be increasingly more challenging to figure out what constitutes terrorism and what what doesn't. Here in the. US, for example, there is a, a constant refrain whenever we see or hear of of the latest mass shooting to you know call it terrorism. and, and there are some cases where that is warranted, um, but for the most part, um, we, we still all struggle to accurately and consistently uh, characterize acts of, of 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 targeted violence as they as they should be.
1: Well, let's follow that. Uh, What distinguishes violent extremists from mass killers who have no political or religious agenda, like school shooters or serial killers
0: for that matter? The short answer is ideology. It all boils down to ideology. Now, when I say ideology, I mean uh, an organized set of beliefs that is is shared by a, a group. Sometimes that group can be very very small. Sometimes that group can, can can be you know can be tens of thousands. It could be an entire community or a series of communities. But ideology is the distinguishing feature uh, here. So so when I talk about terrorism, I'm talking about the the use or or even the threat of use of violence against civilians for some social political, religious, or other ideological agenda. If there's no ideology present, then it cannot be terrorism. It has to be something else.
1: Then can you distinguish with that uh, definition terrorists from other group violence, let's say, gangs? They don't have a very sophisticated ideology, but they
0: have one. They well well yes, they would say that they have and it, It's a gray area for sure. I mean, you know, gangs like terrorist groups will sometimes uh, uh control territory. They will they will uh you know have power in numbers, they will recruit very often in the same ways in terms of entry and exit processes. We see lots and lots and lots of similarities. It might be for some that this is an issue of scale. I mean, the the, the aspirations that gangs have to uh, change the social order, for example, uh, are you know I think th- I think that would be overstated. I mean, gang gang concerns are far narrower than the agendas typically held by terrorist groups, where it's about it's it's about upending or or or, or causing some sort of upheaval in the prevailing social or political uh, system. Gang concerns tend to be far far narrower. Uh, let's talk about the people who do research
1: <clears throat> into the phenomenon of terrorism. In the book, you use the analogy of storm chasers uh, to the study of terrorism. <laughs> Explain that.
0: Yeah, I guess um, uh, you know it's um, it's one of the things I've I've struggled with. I mean, you know, ex- explaining terrorism is is super hard. I've been studying terrorism for over twenty five years, and. Any of your listeners might think, you know, this guy's been studying it for 25 years and he still can't figure it out. But the honest answer is I can't. I think I think it, it's a very complex social process. I mean, my, my small part of the puzzle here is to try to understand how and why and where and when people are drawn into it and what kinds of experiences they have and what they do as terrorists and ultimately how and why they get out. Now, the reason I say that that's my part of the puzzle is that um, those are the kinds of things I study. I could study those sorts of things without ever paying any sorts of attention to the, the 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 bigger forces out there, the the social political winds of change that 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 make terrorism more or less likely in a given community, or in a given country, or between you know be, be between one country and a community, or, or whatever it is. The, the, the storm chasers analogy is I wanted to draw a parallel between, between terrorism researchers and people who, uh, quite frankly, chase tornadoes. Um, there are people who study tornadoes from from uh, 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 and storms from from very different perspectives. Whether it's people using satellite imagery to, to figure out storm systems emerging and forming, versus the storm chasers, the people that are on the ground and will actually go into the eye of a storm just to try to get uh, get a closer view. Um, in the book, I talk about, on the one hand, why thinking about tornadoes and and terrorism in the same vein is is is, is helpful. I mean, both are are uh, phenomena that attract our attention. They cause they have the potential to cause massive death and destruction, and we can't help but be fascinated by them. But but the perspectives that we can bring to studying either of those phenomena can can differ very 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 substantially. So so if you like, it's the storm chasers, it's the people who who flock to this activity. Those are the ones I'm interested in, and and I'm and I'm on the ground trying to understand what is it locally that's pushing and pulling them into it. But that's a very, very, very different perspective. For example, if we if we continue with this analogy, then then a political scientist or a sociologist or an anthropologist would take from studying this phenomenon from from a much broader perspective. So, um, uh, so, so it's the you know I use this term storm chasers, but um, you know the question that drives my research isn't so much why do people become inter- involved in terrorism; it's why is it that so few people do it, given that the 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 the, the political, social, and other conditions are, that are out there the the winds of change, if you like, if to continue this analogy even further, given that so many people are exposed to these conditions, why is it that so very, very, very few will actually take that extra step and and get involved?
1: So, uh, do you think that uh, under the right conditions, everyone is capable of violent extremism? I used to
0: not. The great, great question. Um, I used to think the answer to that question was yes, that any of us in the right circumstances could could get involved and 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 could you know want to want to take a step up and 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 get revenge on behalf of ourselves or our families or our communities or whatever it is we're claiming to represent over the past several years, I've come to uh, change my views on that. I don't think terrorism is for everyone. You you see lots and lots of people who will they'll talk the talk. They will support terrorism. They will they will point to the actions of states and say that 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 you know look look at what state actors do. It's it's a hundred times worse than 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 what our small little tiny group might be capable of. Therefore, um, uh, you know don't 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 condemn us. Condemn the bigger aggressor. Um, I think the 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 issue here is 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 about trying to understand why, like I said, why so few get involved. Um, but 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 in speaking to those people who do get involved, we hear very very interesting accounts, and this this is where I think um, we're we're better able to answer this question. There are lots of people who think about getting involved in terrorism. There are lots of people who will say. Uh, 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 you know, I, I want to do something. I want to play my part, but violence isn't necessarily for everyone. If there's one thing we know about studying terrorism, is that there are lots of different ways in which you can help out. You can raise money. You can spread propaganda online. You can, you can, you can help the cause in many, many different sorts of ways. No shortage of examples of people who who, who dabble. In violence, and then decide. You know what? I'm not entirely sure this is for me. That's for that's for somebody else in the group. So, that's a terribly long-winded answer to your question. But no, I don't think it is for everyone. Uh, I think I think people. There are a lot more people out there who who think about this and who will rationalize violence to themselves and to others. But there are there's a far far smaller subsection that are willing to actually go go and cross that threshold.
1: Well, you mentioned online. So uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the ways terrorists are recruited, both online and in, in person, because that that's the first way of separating those who will go on to become violent from those who might like the uh, the presentation, but say it's not for them.
0: Correct um so some of the some of the most um effective terrorist groups are ones that are able to acknowledge that there are that there are that there's essentially there's a role for everybody that there are many different ways in which people can can get involved and 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 and, and can essentially help out i think the internet has Uh, and social media in particular has fundamentally changed how we understand terrorism and how we understand people's involvement in it Um, in 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 the pre-9-11 days and pre-internet days for for you to be involved physically you had to travel to a conflict zone you had to or you had to essentially grow up in an area that was that was uh, controlled in many cases, um, or at least heavily dominated by the presence of a particular terrorist group, you had to know someone physically. You had to be able to walk to a location and 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 declare your intent to get involved and do something. In some circumstances, that's still the case. Uh, 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 you know, we see recruitment is a very localized phenomenon and you have you have clusters of people in particular neighborhoods who 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 get involved because they know each other through friendship networks, etc. But but over the past 20 years, the ways in which people have been able to become involved have have utterly changed um uh now it is it is just as easy for someone uh in uh rural georgia and the united states for example to 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 declare his or her allegiance to a particular terrorist group from from 7000 miles away i mean as far as the social media is concerned the distances concerned are uh have have shrunk to to almost nothing so lots more opportunities for people to 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 help out and do things in different ways. I think I think it is it's sort of confused uh, the the meaning of what it of what it means to be involved, you know, so so clearly um uh, giving money to a cause, spreading propaganda, it's not the same as engaging in acts of violence, but 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 is that person any less involved in terrorism? Not necessarily.
1: No, it's enabling, which uh, yeah. Correct, might. and it
0: and it also, you know, so I mean, it is it has allowed groups to have a much to project a much bigger footprint than they ordinarily would. It allows them to to engage in psychological warfare to a much greater degree. It 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 projects an image to the world that 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 this group is far bigger, far more powerful, and its tentacles extend uh, far far further than 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 anyone might have uh, anticipated.
1: Yeah. Uh, our our image of a generic terrorist, regardless of cause, is that of a male, but there are female terrorists too. What what do we know about gender and violent extremism?
0: I think it's one of the many blind spots um, uh, people have had about terrorists in general. There have always been um, um, female militants in terrorist groups. Uh, I mean, dating back hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, some groups in the uh, uh, in the 1970s for example were completely um, uh, dominated by women so i think uh, you know the, the ways in which we think about gender and terrorism is probably a microcosm of 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 gender stereotyping more broadly but yes to your i will, I will concede to your point i mean most people's image of a terrorist is a uh, a young male 18 to 24, um, angry, isolated, alienated in some way, and 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 you know, and, and then all of the other uh, qualities and dynamics that 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 comprise the terrorist. I think that notion is 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 outdated um, uh, today. It's men, women, and children, all ages, all backgrounds, all walks of life, all religions, all creeds, uh, getting involved in different sorts of ways having very different kinds of experiences um, um, because, you know, again, like I said earlier, what it means to be involved in terrorism today, you know, might mean doing different sorts of things and, and how and why those people get out of groups might also look and feel very, very different from one person to the next.
1: Uh, You mentioned a study in the book <clears throat> and I don't remember offhand when it was done. It was a study of uh, Palestinian terrorists uh, where and the research found that male terrorists emphasized ideology and women personal revenge. And also their means of being recruited were, di- were kind of different. Uh, it, do you know what I'm referring to? I
0: do. I do. So 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 that study was very, very interesting because it's, um, you know, I'm sure your listeners will be frustrated to hear me say again. But, you know, this is this is a complex topic. Um, We wish it weren't so. But but this is a really, really good example. So what that study found was that um, it's very difficult to understand precisely what motivates terrorists, even when they are willing to sit down and talk with us about the reasons they become involved. So, so so, when we speak with terrorists about why they do what they do, um, they'll give different kinds of answers. Some might express their motivation in terms of the, the group's ideology, the intent, and they might say things like, well, uh, this is not about me. This is this is this is about the enemy. This is about our our oppressor. This is about us being downtrodden and 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 and, and victimized. And, and and at a certain point, you can only take so much, and you have to hit back. That's a very typical kind of answer we get from someone who parrots the ideology of the group. Um, it's not to say that it is it is incorrect or 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 doesn't reflect how that person feels, but it reflects the ideology of the group. Other people or the same people at a different time will also um, open up about their personal motivations. And this is where things get a little bit tricky because because on the one hand, we're saying, well, look, it's, it's the ideology that separates or distinguishes terrorism from other forms of violence. But when we ask people about why they get involved, um, some people will 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 couch their motivation in terms of the ideology. But if you spend enough time with people, or or, or in the cases of some interviewees, they might be a little bit more forthcoming. Then you start to get a a, a, a much more complicated picture. Yes, it's about the ideology, but it's also about the personal. It's also about the the, the what might be driving someone to want to belong to a group. Uh, they might be getting involved because their friends are involved, their family is involved. They might feel that it would bring them uh, some sort of uh, hero status in the community, and that might be what's what's what what's what's really is is pulling them in. The short answer is, we don't know exactly what the precise. Recipe is for 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 pulling or pushing someone into these groups. It's probably some combination of all of it. I think the 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 thing that I've been struck by is 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 that I think we've probably overstated the ideology part of this Um, because we know. I mean, and people will tell us, terrorists will tell us that that in many cases people get involved because their friends are getting involved. Uh, You know that or or that it's it's just the thing to do. In the neighborhood or in the community, and there's a there's a sort of a a, 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 a a status afforded with being involved, and they just find themselves, you know, just going with the flow. Um, and the, those, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Complete. I was just going to say those same people, though, who might not necessarily have gotten involved for ideological reasons. Can find themselves becoming more ideological the more time they spend in the group. So, in in plain English, uh, the more time you spend in one of these groups, you learn to talk the talk. You learn how to couch. Uh, what might initially have been, you know, uh, uh, something that wasn't very special or interesting at all, you know, hey, I just got involved because my friends were involved. Now it has become something much more powerful now that the person has acquired the means to 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 tell you or me or someone else why it is they're doing what they're doing. Do we know much about the differences between
1: the lone wolf terrorists, uh, such as the uh, murderer at the Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh uh, and organizational, affiliated, group-affiliated terrorists that you've been talking about.
0: I think we do. Um, they're not as they're not as dissimilar as one might think. Um, I think you know the the this goes back to your point earlier about how the internet has changed things. I think true lone wolves are very, very, very rare indeed. <laughs> And I think, we, you know, we, we, we've we tended to call them lone actors because I think lone wolf makes them sound a little bit um, cooler than they really are. <laughs> right. but, 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 you know, lone actors are people who um, uh, will decide to act in the name of a cause or a community or an agenda that is still widely shared by others. Now, there are some groups like the Islamic State, for example, that has uh, encouraged lone actors abroad to act out locally. So in other words, they're saying, look, if you cannot get here, if you cannot come to uh, our, our territory that we control or controlled, then it is your responsibility, your duty to act out at home and um, so they're still acting on behalf of a community they're still acting on behalf of a of a of, of an idea a group um uh, an agenda um they're just they're just acting they're formulating a plan on their own they're deciding often sometimes with the help of others but often uh, out of their own sense of opportunity or local knowledge to attack a particular target so there are some differences but but by and large i think the similarities outweigh the differences um, an intrigue, a very, very intriguing difference, though, um, emerged several years ago and was highlighted by um, a colleague of mine, Paul Gill, a political psychologist. Now, Paul and his colleagues found that um, uh, incidents of mental illness seemed to be somewhat higher among lone actors than among uh, a group-affiliated uh, terrorists, to this day, we're still not entirely sure why that's the case. I mean, we know that it is. It is. A, it is a, a finding that has that has garnered evidence. So, so we know that it appears to be real, and there appears to be a, a, a real difference there. But why it is the case, we're not entirely sure. I think the explanations behind it have, have been somewhat lacking. And there, you know, no shortage of all kinds of theories as to why that's the case. Maybe, maybe groups have some way of of siphoning out people who might appear to present with mental illness, uh, or maybe there's something else, but um, a lot of ongoing research in that space for sure. But the, the, the one thing I would I would really, really drive home about that is that lone actors are, are not nearly as alone as we might think whenever whenever accounts appear in the media of of a lone actor terrorist you really have to wait about six or seven more weeks and investigations then tend to uncover another key person or recruiter online or you know there's there's more to it very often the true lone actors are exceptional and very very rare
1: what role does the pornography of violence play in terrorist recruitment and support i'm I'm thinking of islamic state broadcasting beheadings or hamas terrorist army posting videos of their grotesque atrocities on october 7th
0: it, it Does- plays lots of roles it plays lots of roles i mean it, it is about uh i mean it's about causing fear anxiety terror in the short term it's about humiliating uh, the the targets uh, and, and and by humiliating the targets I'm talking about not just the the civilians that are targeted their loved ones it's about undermining uh, a confidence in the government and making them feel helpless making them feel that they cannot protect the population that they were elected to uh they were elected to serve we often talk about terrorism being a form of psychological warfare and that's one of the key dynamics that underpins that there's another set of factors um, uh, here as well. So it's about sending a message within their own group to say, look, no, this is just a reminder. We are capable of striking our enemies, uh, sometimes in a very dramatic way, and, 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 and look at what we are able to do with limited resources. In terms of, 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 of the terrorist groups' um, foreign audiences, I mean, of course, you know, it is about causing anxiety, fear, and terror on a much, much broader scale. Um, but it's about making all of us feel vulnerable, feeling that we can all be at the wrong place at the wrong time and killed in the name of some cause that we might we might not even uh, be aware of. So I think there is there is that there is a profound value in 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 not just doing these acts, but in 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 choreographing them, in capturing them and and in and in in now making virtual. Pseudo participants of all of us when we when we when we see these videos and we are, you know, all of us are are, are victimized over and over again by 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 exposing ourselves to them. Absolutely right. Uh, the trauma of watching it is a,
1: a secondary trauma that uh, should sure. be very and very and, and make no mistake
0: about it. You know, you know, terrorist groups on the one hand will say, you know, they'll go to great lengths, often internally, to say. We don't want to engage in this violence. We are, we are, we have no choice but to do it. This is the only language the enemy understands. Uh, what they will not say publicly is that they know that for some members, the violence is the draw. That is the, the 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 proverbial juice, if you like. There are people out there who who seek out involvement in terrorist groups because they want to attack, they want to rape, they want to behead people. This is what drives them.
1: Yeah. Sadism.
0: Sadism, correct. And, yeah. And power, dominance. And and the and the bigger groups, like I say, you know, they're they're Europe, Europe, Europe Hamas, ISIS groups of that caliber who have they have the experience, they have the 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 ability to to draw people in from, from different walks of life, they will cater to different kinds of people. Some terrorist groups were very um uh, historically were very i guess choosy about about who they took in and why but 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 today's terrorist groups will take in virtually anybody but they will assign particular roles to those people based on very often based on their psychological makeup
1: Mm. Uh, john your your book deals with research into the individual psychology of terrorists So the next question goes beyond the data, but uh, I'd like you to reflect on what I'll call cultural pathology. Uh, What maintains entire cultures of terrorism where violent extremism is celebrated, it's even taught in schools, it's honored, even when it seems to the outsider to undermine the
0: culture's material self-interest? I think there's a few factors that maintain it. It's not just the internal factors, but it's also the external factors that will also sustain it. One of the um, one of the most unenviable tasks um, faced by countries or states or governments when responding to terrorism is doing so in a way that doesn't make the problem even worse. Now there is there is not a single government that has ever existed that has responded to terrorism, I think, without making it often substantially worse. And of course, we're back to this point about psychological warfare. Um, uh, when states find themselves engaging in 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 um, extra legal activities, uh, engaging in acts where civilians um, uh, 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 will get killed, this simply feeds. The sense of purpose and urgency in the terrorist community to do to do even more, so it becomes uh, a never-ending spiral of of reciprocity that both sides, ironically, will 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 feed on.
1: And finally, John, some terrorists do change and reject their former violence and and extremism. What do we know about that process?
0: We know that just as there is a steady stream of people who Want to become terrorists. There's also a steady stream of people who want to get out. We speak to people who get out of terrorist groups because we want to know why. The main reason behind why they want to get out is disillusionment. They are either fed up with the lifestyle. They realize that it's not all that it's cracked up to be. They're burned out. They're disillusioned in some way, but uh, that is that's the main reason why people want to get out of terrorism, yeah, we need some more of that. We sure do, and it's it's a process we've only relatively recently started to study. And I think most people who study terrorism do it from from the front end. You know, how do people get involved, and why, and what do they have in common, et cetera, et cetera. But we can learn so much by by interviewing and listening to people who get out because we we, we we're afforded greater insights into what life is like in these groups, uh, and we're able to we're able to contrast that with the propaganda that the groups put out. And we can, you know, if we are clever about it, we can distill those lessons and try to figure out what we can do on the front end to prevent the next generation from getting involved. I'm making it sound very simplistic <laughs> when I put it like that, but but that's the that's the logic behind why we want to learn more and more and more from people who get out of these groups.
1: And it's very important work. The book is Terrorist Minds, The Psychology of Violent Extremism from Al-Qaeda to the Far Right. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today, John. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thanks to our researcher, Bela Hasikov.